get Rob Rubino in my office and tell him to bring all of his worldly possessions. Rob Rubino is off getting his LASIK surgery this morning. When he's finished, then. When he's done, you will be at couples therapy. No, Lloyd, no! Hello and happy Monday, Manic Monday. We are breaking it down this week on Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from San Francisco, California. Hope everybody had a great weekend. I am currently in Los Angeles, California, getting some podcast stuff done, so be on the lookout for that stuff coming in the near future. Great guest this week to talk about a really fun, kind of lightweight episode of Entourage. In this episode... Ari goes to couples counseling, can't really fire a guy, and Vince and E deal with some Amanda stuff. That's about it. And it's really nice to have a guest like Dylan Shivery on. Dylan's like the third member of the Circling Back podcast guys that I've had on before, Will DeFreeze and David Ruff. I go way back with these guys from our days at postgradproblems.com. Dylan's a super chill dude. We had a really easy conversation about the show. This episode moved a little quicker than normal because there wasn't the regular, like, ABC plot with all the, like, references and dramatic moments that you're kind of used to in an Entourage episode. But it made for some really fun conversation. Thanks to everyone that's been following the social media accounts at oh yeah Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Shout out to Jack Siner, who's been helping out with those. He's been making some really cool videos and images for both feeds. So make sure you're following if you haven't yet. Thanks for the five-star reviews. I won't bad you for five-star reviews this week, but those are always important. It's worth mentioning, check out brobible.com. They're a sponsor of the podcast. It's where I post an article weekly about the episode that we're doing. All the Entourage written content that I've done exists there. You can go on brobible.com. They've got all sorts of links to different products, articles, and content. It's run by Brandon and a few other guys. Really looking forward to partnering with them in 2020 and taking this podcast to the Hollywood Hills. So without further ado, let's just dive into this week's episode with Dylan Shivery, Manic Monday. All right, our guest today was one of the founders of TotalFratMove.com. He is the third leg of the circling bat tripod. He's dialing in from Austin, Texas, and he just had a birthday. Dylan Shivery, welcome to the Entourage Podcast. What's up, man? How we doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining. I've I've been looking forward to having the third member of the very popular Circling Back trio on, and uh, it's great to have you. We're talking about a show that I hope you're familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched it today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I guess I can't get too mad at you for uh, scheduling this during Game Six of the World Series since I had to <laughs> I had to cancel on you last time, so that that's on me. You're off the hook for this one, but I'm ha- I'm happy to do this, man. I hope you have one eye on the baseball game because I didn't even think about that because of course I'm not in Texas. I don't like care about the Astros or the Nationals right now. My Cubs got knocked out. Oh man, sorry yeah, about that. Though I am in Texas. I'm not. An, I'm not a Astros fan, so it's not that big of a deal for me. I'm, I'm actually hoping the Astros lose. Okay. And, uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to get my wish, but I do have one eye on TV and uh, and I'm focused. I'm ready to do this. We're good. We're talking about a show that aired 16 years ago, but this, you know, the World Series versus that, this is more important right now. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Of course. Happy to make time for you. Before I dive in, I usually like to ask the guests, you know, what was your relationship with Entourage like? When did you start watching it? Did you watch it all the way through? Did you see the movie? I think I picked it up a couple seasons in. Um, I did see the movie. I thought the movie was really good. Um, I picked up a couple seasons in, and and once I did, I caught up quickly, and I watched everything pretty much live. Um, 
really just just so much fun watching this show. Um, you know, we I think we all kind of daydream a little bit about being Vinny Chase. You know, just living, you know, the movie star lifestyle and having guys around and and just you know meeting other famous people and going to the the Hollywood parties and whatnot. So that you know, it was just kind of like living vicariously through Vinny Chase. I think was what was so fun for me about the show. But a lot of fun to watch, and uh, one of one of my favorite shows, man. Just the male camaraderie around the show, getting together with your boys on a Sunday night, that's really missing in today's pop culture TV streaming service world. Yeah. And that's what I've hoped to recapture with this podcast. I hope I've done a good job so far. People seem to enjoy it. So let's dive in. Let's talk about uh, this episode. Let's go. I'm ready. Season 3B, Episode 3, Manic Monday. Manic Monday. It aired on Sunday, April 22nd, 2007. This is the hardest part of every episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. I have to find something that happened that week that is like pertinent or interesting to the audience. What do you have for me? Two things happened this week, Dylan. The first is about pop culture, and the f- second is a like national tragedy that happened. What are you more interested in? Ooh, uh, let's see. April 2007? Um, gosh, let's see. I was, man, I was... 24 years old. Uh, man, I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm more interested in the tragedy, I think. So lay it on me. I know. And I don't like this category to be so negative, but this was the week of the Virginia Tech school shooting. Happened oh, just a few days wow. earlier. And I, I think at the time, it, it may still it may still be the case. Like I think one of the deadliest school shootings of all time, right? I think it is the deadliest. Uh, undergrad student shot and killed 32 people, wounded 17 others. Um, we thought that then. Man, I hope that never happens again and look at where we are now, unfortunately. Dark right off the jump, man. That's I know, dude. Weird. I don't know. You you went for the you went for the national tragedy. Yeah, I did, right? I asked for it. <laughs> um, all right, the, the pop culture one is that after Alex Baldwin was out to dinner with his on and off and girlfriend, he had stews himself from the table, and he had to place a court-mandated phone call to his 11-year-old daughter, Ireland. When she didn't pick up, he blew his top, calling her a rude, thoughtless little pid, chastised her for interrupting his date, and his ex-wife, Tim Bassinger, released the tape to the, to the media, to TMZ.com, and he sued her and had to issue a public apology, and his image was never the same. Um... I don't think I necessarily remember that. I just remember that being brought up a lot in the roast of Baldwin. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that particular uh, incident, but I do know I, I do associate him with being a little bit, a little bit crazy and a little bit uh, hot tempered. So th- this is not a surprise to hear. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, quick summary of this week's episode. In case anyone hasn't had a chance to rewatch it before listening. Amanda needs an answer on the period film, but Vince won't commit to any other project until the cameras are actually rolling on Median. You know what? I have a quick side note before I continue the summary. I had a guy call in, not really call in, he left me like a voice memo. Uh, he's a Spanish teacher, and he chastised me because I've been mispronouncing Median. <laughs> I say, so, I think it's, I think it's Medellin, is that correct? Yes, it's. It's Medellin for Spanish speakers, and then for people from Colombia, it's Medellin, which oh is yeah. even harder from a white guy from Chicago. Um, which version did he have? He said either or was appropriate. Okay. Well, he told you on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so apologies to everyone that's been cringing, I guess, uh, as I've been saying. I've just been reading it as it says on the page, but... Um, <laughs> Back to the summary. So after the crew falls asleep reading Medellin, 
it leads Vince to realize that the project isn't right for him after all. Back at Miller Gold, Barbara demands that Ari fire an inept agent, but Ari can't bring himself to lower the axe. Ari's couples therapist th thinks that he's feeling emasculated by losing Vince as a client. She eventually helps him reconnect with his inner anger, allowing him to return to work, fire the agent, and reclaim his swagger. Amanda is furious to hear that Vince is officially passing and asks if Ari is responsible for the change of heart. Vince denies it, and Amanda insists that going forward, they be completely honest with each other. The new honesty policy is immediately put into effect when Amanda and Vince admit their mutual attraction to each other and hook up at the end of the episode. Dylan, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? I know most people are going to probably assume I'm going to say when he ends up firing Rob in the, uh, <laughs> the, the very famous get the fuck out scene that has, has been gift a million times on the internet. Um, but it's actually not my favorite. My favorite, my favorite scene is uh, the the closing part of the counseling session. Oh yeah, and they're with his wife, and they're they're talking about uh, their you know communication problems, and he does one of his just his perfectly executed Ari diatribes, and just just <laughs> uh, he leaves in style. He leaves in, in Ari Gold fashion, and he just it, it's just a great a great closing to that scene, I think. And then, of course, there was the birthday party incident. Everybody, stop. I didn't go to the Lakers game because they were playing the fucking Bobcats. And I came here today because I thought this was a session on how my wife could learn to communicate, how to answer a question without a question. Basic Humanity 101, which I thought, given your wall of fucking diplomas, you could easily fix. Or if you couldn't, you could give her a pill that could either fix it or make her a mute. But now, to turn around and gang up on me, I have work to do. I have hundreds of clients to deal with. And just so we're clear, I don't care about any of them. They're all just a number, like wife number one and therapist number seven. Good day. And that's it right. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just crushes that scene. Um, that, that, that's the Ari that, that I know and love after watching the show. Uh, what a character, and, and that's just so perfectly Ari. I loved it. The marriage counseling scenes with Ari especially, he just has like, a, it's like the perfect audience for him. He's getting ganged up, he's cornered, he's usually stressed about some Vinny Chase-related, you know, subject. If he makes it through an entire counseling session, that's a win for the counselor and for the wife. That's right. Because usually he gets up and storms out and, and exits kind of in that fashion, and it's just so great. That's a great scene. I, I have that maybe for one of my favorite Ari moments. I I have two as well. It's kind of like goes without saying, the firing Rob Burbino thing, the get the fuck out. It, like you said, it's very diffable. It's it's very like iconic Ari, but um, I kind of like the end. I like the very end where, you know, Vince gets the phone call from Amanda. He lies to his boys. We'll talk about that a little bit. You know, he's going to go see the jewelry store girl. She's picking me up. I better go to changed. And then, Drama turns to E and, and the Tamron says 50 bucks as he ends up banning her. I hate sexual tension, Vince. It always leads to confusion. I, I couldn't agree more. Well, good. Then let's get it out of the way. How? By fucking each other's brains out and never talking about it again so we can move on to a very successful and professional agent-client relationship. Sound good? To me it does, yeah. Great. See you in 20. Okay. Who's that? Jewelry store girl. She's picking me up. I better get changed. All right, what do you want to do about Amanda? I'll call her first thing tomorrow. Apologize. 50 bucks, he ends up banging her. 
I loved it. It was just like, they're like Vince's one. Like you don't understand. You're friends with an A-list movie star. He's sleeping with girls on levels you're not even there yet. Figuring out like he's five steps ahead of you, which I kind of oh, liked. Yeah, you know they're they're you know they're boys, they're family, and uh, they they know they know what's going on in each other's lives so well that of course drama just absolutely nails that. Every week, Dylan, we talked about our favorite bros being bros moments, and not really bro in terms of like the twenty. 19 connotation of bro but really like just those moments of male camaraderie was there a moment in this episode that maybe stuck out to you as being a bros being bros moment yeah there's a moment when they're discussing the upcoming dinner they have planned with amanda and they're in they're in vinny's house and drama and turtle are uh they're hitting on the golf simulator (laughs) and uh they're you know they're just kind of bullshitting just uh, you know your your typical guy conversation and just talking about, you know, how to handle this attractive woman who's you know, very dominant. Yep. And it is, it's just, a, you know, I, I can I can see myself in that exact conversation, you know, and I, I think most guys probably can who have, you know, guy friends that they're close to and hang out with on a weekly basis. Uh, and it's just so it's just so accurate. And like the, the stuff they talk about, we, we don't all hit off of golf simulators in our homes, of course, but... <laughs> I was going to ask. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the conversation's the same as, as we have, and I, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that scene. Better go. Judging by the look on his face, not well. well. She wants the three of us to have dinner. Jesus, you just can't close this broad. If this was R, you would have told him no, and you'd be eating the Dodger dog. Kid's right. She yelled at me again. What was I supposed to say? Well, what would you say if Ari yelled at you? Oh, we tell Ari to fuck off. True that. I think they're right. You're soft on her. Oh, yeah, and you were real tough this morning, Vince. You both pussies, okay? And this is the problem with having a hot-looking agent. That's the problem with hot-looking women in the workplace in general. They should be barred because no man can say no to them. You should run for president on that one, Drama. Can't run on the truth, eh? It's interesting because last week we did um, Dog Day Afternoon, and I had Strider Wilson on, and we talked about how there were very clearly, like, three or four plots at play in that episode. This episode kind of just has, like, two plots. It's like Ari's melting down and Vince and E are trying to figure out the script Amanda thing. And Drama and Turtle are just on the sidelines chirping the entire episode. They're just giving their opinion, making fun of E, making fun of Vince, saying that they're getting emasculated, hitting golf balls, swimming in the pool. I mean, it's really they're like freeloading at the highest degree this episode. They had plans to go to the Dodger game, which which didn't work out because they had to read the scripts. (laughs) Oh, man. That sucks. Yeah. Could you imagine you're friends with a famous person and you're like, oh, but I'm going to the Dodger Jam and he's like, no, you're not. And you just have to like agree with him. Is it just you, you kind of work for the guy? Yeah, their problems are so like, it's not even like a first world problem joke. It's just like, like no one has these kind of problems. Their problem is they can't go to the Dodger game. And what, it's probably like a Wednesday afternoon, right? Yep. They're not, you know, they don't have nine to fives, obviously. So the problem is they can't go to the Dodger game and, and drink beers and eat Dodger dogs. The problem is they have to read a fucking movie script. With you know, for Vincent Chase sitting next to Vincent Chase, yep. playing next to the pool, like that—that's that, a bad day for them. One for you, one for you, and one for you. This is a long script, eh? There's a reason I'm in TV now. No more than sixty pages at a clip. Maybe we should break it into four quarters. You know, be faster. Come on, just read it. I like that he's including everyone in the process. Yo, we gotta process this quickly. We got four hours to decide. On it, boss. I'm gonna go back down and read in peace. I'll be back in an hour. He's strict. Yeah, well, now you got a strict agent and a strict manager. Enjoy that. Yeah, but I'm still in charge. 
one more dip before we dive in then? Definitely. Definitely. You know what? It just occurred to me. This all probably happened on a Monday because this episode's called Manic Monday. There you, okay, there you go. This but, but you're right in that, like, this is their crazy Monday, and that is not a normal Monday for anyone else. Even guys like me and you who live in this fantasy internet podcasting world. That's a that's a great Monday for 99% of people out there, including guys like us. 100%. Dylan, what was your least favorite moment from the episode? Man, I hate – I didn't like seeing Ari down. You know, yeah. I, like I said earlier, I, I like Ari when he's berating Lloyd and he's just he's, – he's unhinged and he's just, you know, going off on everybody and he's this, this power agent guy. The scene when he's in his office and Babs comes in when he couldn't Ooh. fire Rob and he's sitting there and he sees, you know, the picture of him and, and Vinny on his desk and he has a little – a moment of weakness there and he tears up yeah. a little bit. I know that that scene has to set up him, you know, coming full circle and getting his balls back later on. But I don't like seeing Ari down, man. It's tough look for the guy. I mean, he's such an alpha in that office. And, like, I mean, Babs is an alpha, too, which I kind of love. And she just pushes him to the brink. And, uh, I mean, Jeremy Piven won three Emmys for this role. He's a great actor watching him struggle with the tears and just scream at her to get the fuck out as he's, like, fighting bad tears. What the fuck was that, Ari? Shot at redemption, Babs. You ever hear of it? Not when I'm paying for the sins. You were supposed to fire him, not become his seeing fucking eye dog. Partnership agreement states that we both have to agree on a dismissal. I don't agree. What the fuck is going on with you, Ari? Nothing! You're not you. You're soft and weak and nice. It's disgusting. You really want the word to spread around town that you're a pussy? Are you crying? Yeah, I'm fucking crying. Get out of here, Babs. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. <sighs> Lloyd, get Dr. Marcus on the phone. Tell her it's an emergency. Yeah, I, I like Ari Gold with the you know the cell phone in each hand, and he's yep. just he's going in on somebody with the definitely look on his face. That that's that's my Ari. You know, in a similar vein, my least favorite moment was uh, just Vincent E. just being kind of emasculated by Ma- Amanda the whole episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. just kind of going where she says, doing what she does. Like, she's literally yelling at them in the office, and they have, like, their hands between their knees, and they're, like, staring down at their feet. Like, she's a school teacher or something. Yeah, like kids in the principal's office. They got, yeah. they got in the office, they got in trouble, and she's just going in on I know. So that was a little weird. And it really clearly highlighted to me, like, I think Vinny has some mommy issues. At one point at dinner, he's like, you know, I really didn't want to disappoint you. Like, you were so excited. And I don't... Why I'm getting angry now, I'm I'm sorry, why I'm getting frustrated now is because my client told me that he loved it, had me set in motion plans to put him in it, and then pulled back at the last second. So if not Ari, then why? I mean, why did you tell me you love it? It's because you loved it so much. Okay. And because you were so passionate when you sold it. Okay. And because I didn't want to disappoint you. Obviously, it's just because he wants to fuck her, but, like, there's some things that he says that could just be misconstrued as, like, he wanted her, like, approval and loyalty, which which was interesting. Maybe I'm looking too close into this because I'm talking about this fucking show. <laughs> Did they ever go in, into that storyline at, at all throughout the series about his relationship with his mom? I, I mean, she, I think she was a part of the storyline for a little bit, but I can't remember exactly their relationship they had yeah in the season two premiere he flies her out when he walks the red carpet for aquaman yeah and then in the season six finale they go stay at her house in uh 
in Queens, and uh, she plays a small part too, but I don't think he really has mommy issues. It just seemed like in this scene or in this episode, he was just kind of acting like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Entourage is super quotable, Dylan. Um, any quotes jump out at you? There's some pretty good ones in this episode. We already talked about the rant that Ari goes on at the end of town saying, you know, is this where we want to, I guess we can talk a little bit about his get the fuck out thing. Like that's, yeah, it's just been done to death. That one, yeah, that one stands out the most, of course. But my favorite one, actually, you mentioned it earlier, was uh, it was the first line of his monologue in the in the counseling session when he says, I didn't go to the Lakers game because they were playing the fucking Bobcats. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, that's just so that, yeah, of course. Like if, yeah. if you, I mean, no one wants to see the, the Charlotte Bobcats who are actually no longer the Charlotte Bobcats. So they're, they're the Hornets. And that actually comes up later. And I, there's a question about outdated references. And I have that, I have that as my outdated reference. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah there aren't a ton they're, of outdated they're, references. They're since, I think like 2014 or something. They, they yep. changed back to the Hornets. But yeah, that, that line was so good. It's perfect because it's so male. Like, no, of course I didn't go to the Lakers game. They're playing the fucking Bobcats. Who would want to do that? Like, I want to be a good fucking basketball game, not the fucking Bobcats. Yeah. And, you know, therapist and wife don't really understand it. And that's fine. But it just, it's yeah. a great, like, it's a very relatable line. And they're just sitting there. They they have no response. They, they just let him go on. <laughs> and when he leaves, they just kind of stare at each other. And finally, his wife does say something. But they're like, yeah, well, that's Ari being Ari. Definitely. I liked uh, Lloyd like running into the office with like a power bar and a protein shake for Ari. Protein shake and a power bar. Not hungry, Lloyd. The missus said you didn't eat dinner again last night. Why do you two talk so much? You like each other. <laughs> Just a nice little touch, you know, like oh, man. gives the Lloyd light. more to do. The Lloyd Ari relationship is one of the best throughout throughout TV history. I, I absolutely love those two. As much shit as he gives Lloyd throughout the entire series, he absolutely loves Lloyd. That's his boy. Lloyd, like, really wears it this season and next. And then, you know, seasons like five and six, which I'll be getting to in 2020. Uh, he ends up for himself. Yeah, he starts to kind of get a little little wind under his wings, which uh, which yeah. is great to see. We've covered a lot of these. And then Barbara, when she's, like, yelling at Ari, he's like, you were supposed to fire him, not become his scene fucking eye dog, which <laughs> I liked. I like the whole like LASIK plot. Have you had eye surgery or do you have perfect vision? I, I I'm 2020 man. No 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 glasses, no lenses, no no anything. You're a lucky son of a bitch. Cause I, I got LASIK like three four years ago. I think I wrote about it for postgradproblems.com, uh, a website you might be familiar with. And um, I, it was interesting because it's exactly like this. You have like fucking bandages over your eyes for like four or five hours, and then you're totally fine. Yeah, he said they had to cut on his eye, and before. You know, LASIK was a laser procedure. They actually did have to take a blade to the eyeball and lift the flap up, and they would, they would reshape the the actual eyeball. So th- there, there's some uh, historical accuracy to what he was saying. I don't, I, I don't know why he would have to get the the old school version of the LASIK, but they actually did, they did cut on the eyeball back in the day. So they do it now with lasers, obviously. But what I thought was really interesting when I got it done is they handed me a teddy bear. And I'm like, what is this for? I don't need a teddy bear. I'm a grown-ass man. And they said, well, it's because the pressure on your eye is so uncomfortable. You need something to just, like, squeeze and twist. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And uh, they gave me a Valium, so I was kind of, like, chilling. And as soon as they started the procedure, like, the actual laser on the eye, dude, it was so uncomfortable. I almost, like, rained that teddy bear's neck. I mean, obviously, they did it to you for a reason, but uh, I'll never forget that. I might have to one day, but I'm thankful that I haven't gone through that part yet. Be thankful. Um, 
Every week we taught, this is a new category, we talked about the biggest burn of the week. There's a lot of good, like, turtle drama back and forth. You know, people love to make fun of each other. There's a lot of busting balls. Anyone's jump out at you, Dylan, as being particularly funny? You know, this one, I mean, the, the already get the fuck out to Rob is, is obviously a big one. <laughs> and he, he says, and he proceeds that by saying something like, and, and in case you can't hear or whatever, because he obviously went through the LASIK, in case you can't hear, get the fuck out after writing it on the whiteboard there. I mean, it, it's an easy one. It's low hanging fruit, but it's just an iconic scene in the show. And it's definitely it's getting his balls back, man. And it's it's uh, it's great to see. Okay, I believe that that is an L. It is in fact an L. You <laughs> believe six hours ago I couldn't even read a stop sign. All right, test me again. I want to go smaller. Smaller. <laughs> great work, Rob. Great work. See if you can read this. You're fired, and in case your ears are fucked, get the fuck out! And the next person I see juggling, tap dancing, or baton twirling, or doing any other circus-like tricks will join him, all right? One strike policy applies. Now get back to work! God damn, that felt good. (laughs) What happened to you? Shock therapy, Babs. Skip it, Jenny. Well, so we're on episode three of this, you know, truncated season, and he's been kind of a, in a funk ever since Vince fired him. So it is yeah. good to see, like, he he kind of like sets things in motion in this episode. So I definitely agree. Uh, the second one is when he actually, in his moment of rage at his therapist on her golf course, you shitty dime store therapist. A man's life is on the line here, and all you give a fuck about is beating some stupid club record that will do what for you give you five minutes of pleasure while you fuck your underpaid emasculated husband tonight? How the fuck does he afford this place anyway? Isn't he a guidance counselor at a high school? <laughs> Dude, that writing, I couldn't write a rant like that if you paid me a million bucks. <laughs> oh, it's it's genius. God. And look, she, she kind of is a shitty therapist. I mean, she, yeah. she sits in there and, and she's just like, his wife will say something like accusing him of something and she's like, well, Ari, is this true? I don't, I don't know if that's how you handle a counseling session. You're supposed to be even killed and neutral and hear both sides out and not accusatory. And I don't she kind of does suck. Yeah. Little behind the curtains, Doug Allen, who created the show, has said, I think, and now I'm probably gonna get a ton of entourage fans in my DMs just correcting me on this one, but he has said that he was going through a divorce at the time and is writing based on personal experience, and I'm sure he felt in some way that he was being danged up on in therapy. So maybe that's where it comes from. <laughs> oh yeah, so and then his therapist is played by Nora Dunn. Do you know who Nora Dunn is? Uh, I'm not familiar, no. Saturday Night Live cast member in the from the 80s. She was in the same cast as oh, like John right. Lovitz. That's right, yeah. Dennis Miller, Al Franken. Very funny. She was on the show for five years. It wasn't considered like the best years of SNL and she hasn't done much since, but you good to see her didn't work. She's aged pretty well. Yeah, because she looks like she should look. She should look a lot worse than she does, considering definitely on the show. So we we talked about this before we recorded. Uh, the music in this episode not super like standout-ish. Every week we have a we update a playlist. It's in the show notes of the uh, the uh, episode. It's a Spotify playlist. It's called Oh Yeah Oh Yeah Music. So every week we talked about the music in the episode, and I don't know, not a ton of songs jumped out at me. Um, 
the first time Ari walks into the office to fire Rob, uh, Rock the Mic by Beanie Siegel and Freeway is playing. Oh. Ari. On it. When? Right now, but I know you like to watch, Bab, so come on in if you want a thrill. Hey, Rob. Oh. Hey, there he is. Okay. <laughs> which was like, you know, I, I don't know, it was like an early 2000s hip-hop song, which was cool, but that's that's about it for me. Um, I know you mentioned nothing really stood out for you. There was a Black Tees song that played at, at the beginning. That's about it. Yeah, not, nothing jumped out to me at all. Um, do you want to talk about Brian Talon a little bit? Yeah, sure. Brian Talon, I guess, would be our best celebrity cameo from the episode. Like, he, we've talked about him before. He's Originally, he was kind of a faces in the crowd. I don't know who is that guy, but... You know, he's a comedian who is on the original cast of Mad TV. He's currently the co-host of the Fighter and the Tid podcast, which is super fucking popular. He's got three stand-up comedy specials. He was in the Hangover Old School. It's just really interesting to see like a skinny Brian Talon collecting like a a weekly paycheck on Entourage for for a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, he he was he was good and I'm, Mad TV. I, I was trying to place him. I, I've seen him before so many times. I couldn't remember what he was from. But that that makes a lot of sense, and he's he's been in, uh, like I said, I've seen him I've seen him once before. I know he's been in comedies here and there, just kind of all over the place. But uh, he, he did really another guy that I noticed, and and I know you're a comic, so you probably know who this guy is. But he's one of the the identical twins. Yep. Um, he, what what's that guy's name? He he was actually writing on the whiteboard before Ari comes into the conference room. Yeah, Jason Slar. He's one of the Slar brothers. Um, That's right. Those guys are funny as shit, man. I I, I saw that guy. I don't remember him being in many other episodes of uh, of Entourage. Is, is he a recurring guy? So he is like always in the background at the Miller Gold Agency, and then later okay. they introduce his twin brother. And I can't remember what names they give them, but there's a famous episode where um, the one brother sleeps with the other brother's wife and it's all happening on the day that um so it's like the episode where mary j blige is coming into the office and ari's like i can't deal with this right now you two twin fuckers are are screwing up my day <laughs> so they do have like a one episode run where they're like a little bit more of the main cast but gotcha. um yeah. for the most part they're in the background yeah I, I didn't i didn't recall seeing him before and so when i, I spotted him in that scene I was like oh yeah i know who that guy is he's a yeah he's that he's got a twin brother and they do comedy Oh yeah, dude. They were on all those ESPN classic shows and they had a couple yeah, comedy yeah. specials. They were on those VH1 yeah. shows back in the day. They've, they've been working comics for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Any references made in this episode that seemed a little outdated to you? This episode really aged pretty well, which we'll get to, but I don't really have any outside of now she's fucking the guy from the Chili Peppers, which is what Rob Rubino says to uh, Ari. Like, Chili Peppers, you know, a little outdated at this point. That doesn't doesn't have as much cachet, but uh, did you have yeah, any? Yeah, and- yeah, and he also says something about his ex creating a clothing line that had a big J on the ass, which I think was a, a reference to Juicy Couture. Yeah, I maybe think I'm so too. Maybe I'm completely off there. Ari, Carrie left me. She did? When? About three months ago. I haven't told anybody, but that's why my work has been off. Look, Ari, just try to understand what I'm dealing with here, you know. When she left, I felt like somebody pulled the rug from under me. You know, I met her, she had nothing. And she designs this pair of terry cloth sweatpants. She puts a J on the ass and she's worth $50 million. And now she's fucking the guy from the Chili Peppers. It just, it hurts so much inside. Don't fucking cry, Rob. I can't cry, Ari. 
My tear ducts will be permanently fucked if I do. Every week, Dylan, we give a sixth man award. So someone who just comes off the bench, lights up their scenes, you know, hits a couple threes, figuratively speaking. Well, anyone, any one person in this episode this week do that for you? Uh, not, not really. Uh, Robert Bino's character, um, for me, would, would have to take, would have to win this award for this episode. Yeah. Um, just, 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 he's just funny. And I, I love how innocent he was able to portray himself in the conference room. Like, Oh, that's an L he's getting his eyesight back and he's all excited. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of like a pure moment. He's just, you know, just another employee happy go lucky before it, you know, Ari drops a bomb on him. But uh, I thought he did a good job. Definitely. When he's initially kind of opening up to Ari, he's like, it just hurts inside. <laughs> Ari goes, don't fucking cry, Rob. And he goes, I can't cry, Ari. My tear dots would be permanently fucked. <laughs> yeah, he, he did a good job. He did a good job on this episode. And yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give it to Brian Talon. Um, I might give a, like a special honorary, like Nora Dunn as the uh, therapist. Like She's busting Ari's balls the whole time, but she does a good job of like being a good foil for him this episode, I guess. Um, she had a, a line about um, giving her friend's husband a blowjob when she said, yes, that was... off for that part three when Ari pulled up. If I birdie this hole, I get to blow your husband, Jane. If he's okay with it, so am I. Oh, this guy's got his head up his ass. Hold on. I just need a word. Ari! <laughs> Johnny drama moments. We haven't dedicated enough time to talking about him this episode because he's kind of relegated to the sidelines. Like, doesn't do a ton. I mean, was there any moments or lines that you really liked from drama? Gosh, I, I was I was talking to you before we started recording, and when this episode ended, I made the mistake of continuing on, and I, I yep. watched like the first I don't know five ten minutes of the next episode. Uh, and so the moment I had in my head, and I actually wrote it down, was actually from. The next episode, I I, I kind of just merged them together in my brain. It's all good, um, but that that moment is when he's talking about um, he's talking about his upcoming show that's about to that's about to air, and he kind of we're having lunch somewhere in some you know sidewalk cafe or something, and he looked over <laughs> his shoulder and there's the billboard of of him up there. I was like, oh, that's so Johnny Drama. I love. Oh, he loves it. Uh, but from the episode we're actually supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Uh, nothing comes to mind because I, I was I was dead set on nailing that one, man. It's all good, bro. For for the listeners, we got on and I was like, you ready to go? And Dylan goes, yeah, I'm just talking about Pauly Shore right now. And I was like, wait a second. That's next week's episode. Did you watch this week's episode? Yeah, I made the mistake of continuing on. I was, I, I just, enjoy, I, it's been so long since I've seen this show. I mean, I, last time I watched this show, I watched the movie recently, but the show itself, it's it's been years. So I, I watched this episode just kind of a one-off, you know? Yeah, but it just brought back brought back some good times, and I just decided to keep watching. And I got out ten minutes, and I was like, "Man, I, I probably shouldn't do this because they're starting to merge together in my brain." And here we go; it, it actually caused a real problem on the pod. Did it feel like revisiting an old friend, though? That's what it feels like to me. Like it's very yeah, comforting yeah. watching the show. It was, it was nostalgic. And, yeah, you're right; it was comforting, man. It's, it like I said when I watched it; it was just such a fun, easy watch, and it, it just like a feel good TV show. And uh, yeah. Those feelings came back a little bit. It's the whole reason this podcast exists. So, yeah, 
nothing nothing doing for Johnny Drama this episode. Literally in this episode, he is golfing, he's swimming, he's playing pool. He's just like chilling this whole episode. So not any iconic moments. Next week, gotcha. Episode four of season three B is is kind of one of those memorable episodes. We'll get to that next Monday. But we're rounding the bend here, Dylan. Three questions left. Okay. Who besides Vince won the episode? Because Vince can't win. He's the A-list movie star. He wins every week. So who besides him maybe like won? I put down Ari um, because he, he got his balls back. Well, first we had, we had the counseling session, which he, he just, you know, one of his all-time, you know, he, went, he just went off on his wife and the counselor. But uh, So there was that scene. But then he was just kind of down and out and, and lost his way. And it was he was being nice to people, which is so un-Ari. Yep. And he got his balls back, man. He had the, like we said, the council, the emergency counseling session out on the golf course, and uh, he, he was so excited to, to run in there and fire Rob. It, it uh, yeah, man, Ari, Ari won one for me big time. I definitely agree with you. Like I mentioned, he's been on the sidelines the past three episodes. He's been in a funk. So the get the fuck out, just the physicality, that was that was already yeah. getting his groove back, if if you may. And then he, he leaves that conference room and some some lady is, is walking through the hallway <laughs> eating a protein bar or something. And she, he says something like, not today. Stip it, Jenny. Oh, come on. Yeah, that probably wouldn't make it uh, on air in 2019, but it was still a funny moment. It still made me laugh. Yeah, for sure. Was this an A-list entourage episode, a B-list episode, or, or a D-list episode, Dylan? I have down between a B and an A. Oh, great, yeah. There are other episodes I probably like more, but this was this was a really good one for me. You know, Ari being Ari. It, it's a, it's strong. It's like we'll really light. Minus. We'll get an A-. minus. Okay, cool, yeah. I did I did B plus. B plus. That's because I'm harder on the show because I do this every week. But did you play B plus or D plus? B plus. Okay, good, good. Yeah, definitely. No, D plus. That, I gave a D to last week's episode, which, you know, people who listened know I wasn't a big fan of it. But this is this episode is light. It is fun. It's got some great Ari moments. It doesn't try to do too much. And, like, the worst thing that happens is, like, Vince and E get, like, yelled at by Amanda. Like, okay. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, this is this is we're, we're coming around the bend here to the end of season three, and uh, we get into the Medellin stuff, and uh, things did a little murky for the next couple episodes. Man, but uh, I don't I don't like the Medellin phase of this show. It, was, it lasts too long. It lasts too long, but like Vince just is is not is not the real Vince like we we all are used to seeing. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's not for me. Last question. I asked it of all my new guests. I asked it of Will. I asked it of Dave. What character in the entourage are you closest to in real life, Dylan? All right, before I answer this, what did Will and Dave say? Will said that he was E. <laughs> okay. And Dave said that he was Johnny Drama. And they said that you're and they said that you're Vince. <laughs> and okay, I said okay. And I said that Mike is Turtle. <laughs> because <laughs> okay. <laughs> You know, we. I mean, I see those guys every day. I, I work with them. They're my boys. They're my partner. So it, it makes sense that that uh, it, those answers make a lot of sense. So I that that helps me reveal my answer because I, I felt like a pompous asshole saying I'm probably a Vin, I'm probably Vinny Chase. Oh my god! But you know, it's it, there's not an easy way to say that because he's you know he's the movie star. He's the guy. Yeah. Um, but it it kind of makes it kind of kind of makes sense. It totally makes sense. For sure. But it kind of makes sense because uh, we're you know we're we're a team. We we are, we're together all the time, and uh, 
not not to say I'm like the standout movie star of the sure. three of us, but if I were to if I were to assign myself, you know, a role in in that trio or that, you know, then yeah, Vinny. <laughs> All right, so within the context of the Circling Back crew, you are agreeing that you're the Vinny because <laughs> I mean, if if we have if we have to assign Vinny to somebody is what I'm saying, then yeah. I I guess I will take on that role as Vinny. All right. All right. I appreciate yeah. your honesty. I was yeah. just about to roast you a little bit because Ro- roast away. I, I deserve it. Anyone who, anyone who answers Vinny to that question deserves to get some some pushback. So I I understand. We've had 40 episodes of this podcast. And I've I've had big time comedians come on who have followings who are have their own Comedy Central half hour specials who you know I've had people that work in Hollywood that have not been able to say that they're Vinny when they're so clearly Vinny to their group of friends. Okay, but you got to understand that after hearing Will and Dave's answer, yes. it makes like it kind of makes a little bit of sense. It makes okay, it makes the most sense. I mean, I can't. I know, dude. It's fine. I'm not trying to give you too much shit here. They teed it up that way. I deserve some ridicule for this one. I don't don't fault you for it. Dylan, this has been a blast, man. Thanks for joining. I had fun, man. Yeah. Good to to walk down memory lane. Are you going to keep watching Entourage in in like your your evenings and stuff like that from here on out? I I started watching just just for the fun of it before. So then I had to turn it off. I had to make myself turn it off. So yeah, I might might get back into it. Who knows? It was so difficult to watch. HBO ought to pay me royalties for what I'm doing to the show. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's what I gotta say. Uh, where can the listeners of Oh Yeah Oh Yeah follow you, find you, listen to you? Yeah, if you would like to follow me, uh, check me out on Instagram and Twitter at D Shivery. That's D C H E V E R E R E. But most importantly, check out our podcast. It's called Circling Back. And uh, as we talked about with the the aforementioned Will and Dave, um, those guys are the other star of that show. But it, we do a lot of we we have a lot of fun. It's a, it's a good it's a good podcast. So go check it out. As I've mentioned, Will, Dave, Dylan, great friends of Oh Yeah Oh Yeah. Known these guys for a long time. They're doing fantastic work down in Austin, Texas. So I I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. Follow these guys and check out what they're doing because it's some innovative, funny, interesting stuff. And uh, Dylan, this was a blast, man. Thank you so much for joining. You're the man. That's nice of you to say. I appreciate that. Of course. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Thank you. <laughs>